0: and good morning and welcome to this a couple of five minute morning minor it's thursday 19th of may it's all looking pretty hard out there people are hiding behind the sofa they don't want to play in this market but paul
1: how are you i'm all right thank you uh did you get rained on uh, this morning did you try to ride in uh, i did cycle in, but i cycled in so damn
0: early i didn't get wet i beat <laughs> the rain Oh, um, well, I'm told I'm, I'm obviously hard at work. I'm told the rain was sort of uh, orange rain because there's a load of sand
1: in it. Is that right, Paul? That I don't know. It doesn't it look very sandy out where I'm at here. So can't t- can't say on that one. Well, you can tell there's not a lot of news because we're busy
0: talking about the weather. Um, <laughs> anyway, look, markets are horrible falling out of bed. No one really gives a damn at the moment. They just want to hide. Uh, what, do you, what do you got for us this morning, Paul?
1: Well, we've got Adelaide Mining's Q1 results here. And what really reflects uh, here is uh, inflationary cost pressures with quite an impact on their results here. Production was just off a little bit in Q1 to 11,461 tonnes, uh, about 1,500 tonnes lower than uh, what it had been Q1 a year ago. And that was due to a transport strike affecting uh, current results uh, where they had actually chosen to shut their uh, plant down early in order to um, do some routine maintenance in any event while that was going on. But the uh, higher uh, copper prices essentially uh, were much better, but they didn't entirely offset the increase in costs here. We had cash costs come in at $3.33 a pound, uh, which was, uh, uh, higher much higher than the 218 a pound back in q4 and the 204 uh, back in q1 a year ago and as a result they all in sustaining costs as well really well up here at three dollars59 a pound uh, versus 248 uh, in the last quarter so um, it'll be interesting to see w- whether or not they can uh, recover some of these uh, uh, cost pressures uh, here going forward um, They did grow their cash position up to 87 million euros. So it isn't like they're going to run out of cash anytime soon. And copper production guidance has remained that they'll produce at least 54,000 tons this year.
0: Uh, Yeah, for those that don't know, it's the Spanish copper producer. I mean, I think there's an interesting point here. I mean, we're seeing such massive inflation coming through everywhere. Uh, The consumer actually is just going to stop buying. Uh, And we probably, I would be very cautious of any commodity that's had a really good run, because if the consumer starts buying, commodity prices will come off sharply. And of course, that'll reset everything and and make everyone feel a bit happier. But just watch it. There could be a a nasty facing the mining sector there. Uh, Probably worth mentioning, I think Horizonte broke ground today, Paul.
1: Yes, they did have their official groundbreaking ceremony for the... Araguaia, a nickel laterite project to begin its construction there in Brazil. Uh, They have essentially already uh, put in the lead orders for about half uh, or 50% of the capex required for the project. Uh, So this is just a formal recognition for all the dignitaries and so forth uh, and local community to gather in order to uh, acknowledge what is a really significant uh, uh, investment to be made in this province in Brazil.
0: So you're saying it's just a big party excuse. Well, ah, it's always good. I'm an excuse for a party. Um, all right, what else you got, Paul?
1: Well, we also had the first announcement out on Wednesday that the uh, uh, graphite uh, uh, minor uh, mineral commodities and Mitsubishi Chemical have uh, come to an arrangement to advance uh, Early entry into the European battery anode sector uh, here, Uh, that will be to combine with uh, MRC's natural graphite resources, which includes a uh, graphite deposit in Norway uh, with uh, Mitsubishi Chemical's uh, uh, anode uh, technology to see whether they can grab some market share here in the battery space.
0: Fair enough. Also, it is worth mentioning that next week at the the big Mellow event, which is attended by a lot of high net worth investors, real high net worth investors, they have to pay to go in, quite a lot of money as well. So, uh, but Godolphin Exploration, a corporate client of ours that has exploration licenses down in Cornwall, will be presenting. Um, We obviously think it's very interesting. If you are going to Mellow by any chance you listen to this, uh, do go and listen to their story. I think you'll find it compelling.
1: Anything else, Paul? Yes, and speaking sure. of Cornwall, we had a report out yesterday from PTT Ma, which is the, the uh, number one global tin producer in the world, and they had about an 8% fall in the quarterly uh, tin output uh, uh, that they have reported. Uh, so that is essentially supportive news for the uh, floor pricing for uh, higher uh, tin prices for all uh, uh, aspiring uh, miners uh, like those in Cornwall that these prices will stay high for some time.
0: It does look like the tin price could go up to 100,000 which would be amazing. Um, Also it's worth there was an article I saw on Reuters the other day um, which is that the US defence industry wants more investment into UK and Australian critical metals which again points to Cornwall and we do know actually that the Pentagon have been uh, Visiting Cornwall and looking at various mines down there. There is a lot of interest from North America in what's going on down there. Paul, we'll quit the, the day there. We'll speak tomorrow. It'll be the end of the week tomorrow. Maybe we'll have something,
1: but I think we'll all be relieved to get to the end of the week. Yep, I think so. Just so we can get some stabilized markets, I think would be nice. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm.